We're heading to Jersey this week, or rather, Jersey's coming to us. Jersey Finance CEO Joe Moynihan is stopping by to discuss bringing stability during uncertain times, the comparative merits of third country passports versus NPPR, the road ahead for PE managers, and more. We're finding out where Jersey stands in the post-Brexit world in this latest episode of the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. Hello, listener, and welcome back to the pod. And this time, the podcast is brought to you by Jersey Finance. Funded by members of the local finance industry and the government of Jersey, the not-for-profit organization works to represent the interest of 160 member firms, encourage best practice, and help the local industry develop. So as you're all aware, Jersey has been rather busy since that fateful day in uh, June 2016, uh, with extensive links to both the EU and the UK private equity industry. Uh, the Highland has been heavily involved in figuring out a framework that enables managers from the UK and beyond as well um, to still be able to market to continental investors. My guest today is no stranger to a bit of disruption, with a career that spans 40 years and that included working for a major Irish bank around the financial crisis, Joe Moynihan became the CEO of Jersey Finance in February last year. As Joe was passing by in London today, uh, we took the opportunity to bring him in studio and get his stake uh, on the current state of play in Jersey. As the clock is now ticking towards the end of the transition period and the definition of a new relationship between the UK and the EU. Uh, but I'm sure we also get his views on the, on the PE market more generally later on in the podcast. Uh, Joe, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. You're welcome. Uh, I think we're going to dive straight into the hot button topic, shall we? Uh, Brexit has now happened uh, after a tortuous process, to say the least. Uh, of course, I mean, the jury is, is still out as to whether it's the, the end of that saga or just the beginning of, of the really challenging part of the hard work. Uh, but regardless, there's um, f- right from the start, there's been a lot of talk about the disruption that the uncertainty uh, could cause for UK fund managers. And Jersey, of course, has been kind of at the heart of that as well. So what's Jersey's take on this? Um, Has it caused a slowdown in activity for you guys uh, or a spike in interest in what your proposition is? Well, you mentioned uncertainty. And uh, from a Jersey perspective, um, I think our appeal has been heightened because of the uncertainty. Um, We have a very stable fiscal, regulatory and economic situation in Jersey and when you are in a period of uncertainty, that's very attractive, both to managers and indeed their investors. Um, and the European situation and the British decision to, to withdraw has, has created even more uncertainty. Just to clarify, Jersey is not part of the UK, nor is it part of the EU certainly not for financial services, and we have never been part of the EU for financial services. So our arrangements and access to European markets um, is already established and will be will be unaffected by the UK decision to withdraw. Um, and certainly that has improved uh, our position in the light of many uh, advisors and fund managers looking at a, a stable, looking for a stable, a well-regulated jurisdiction, which is what we offer. Um, the value of the fund assets serviced out of Jersey uh, at the year end is at a record high of £340.9 billion equivalent. So um, the current situation is uh, positive from our perspective and that position won't change 
post-withdrawal. Yeah, of course. And as you said, it's the one bit of certainty. Yes. Your status hasn't changed, like like that of others. Yes. Okay. Um, And I'd like to ask you a little bit about uh, third country passports, which I think emerged quite early on as uh, potentially a solution to to kind of maintain that that continuity for for financial services firms and and for fund managers specifically. Um, Can you recap maybe how these passports are are supposed to work uh, and whether there's any sign that they will actually materialize and if they could be a viable solution in that sort of regard? Well, just again, from a Jersey perspective, uh, we're will be in the first round to receive the passport uh, should it be extended to third countries, um, having been positively assessed by the European Securities and Markets Authority, um, the agency, as you know, that governs AIFMD. So, um, but, but research has shown that the AIFMD passport has delivered minor benefits at, at high costs to investors and few, if any, benefits to fund managers. Um, And one of the reasons for this is a difference in interpretation. But from a Jersey perspective, we have in place the national private placement regime. Mm. um, And that is um, available to us as a consequence of um, bilateral agreements between our regulator, the Jersey Financial Services Commission, and a number of or most of the European uh, nation states that we would like to to market or certainly our funds want to market into. The important thing about the national private placement regime is that it is proving popular. It works. Um, we have more than 170 Jersey-based fund promoters marketing more than 310 funds very successfully through this tied, tried and tested cost-effective route. Um, one point to bear in mind is that the NPPR um, regime uh, is specifically available to alternative investment fund managers who wish to market into three or less European countries. Now, research shows that um, 97% of alternative investment fund managers market or are registered to market to three countries or less. Okay. So it, it doesn't come as a disadvantage that the, there are some restrictions on the NPPR. Oh, that's interesting. So fund manager would traditionally market what, uh, um, France, Germany and... Well, funny, it, the, the key markets really are um, UK, okay. Switzerland and Holland. Of course, yeah, Switzerland. Um, so, um, and, 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 you know, post-withdrawal, two of those countries will no longer be in the yep. EU. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the regime works and, and it complements the... Um, it really depends on what the fund manager is targeting, who he wants to market to. In the alternative investment uh, fund manager space, invariably the target are institutional clients. Mm-hmm. If you want to launch a retail fund, pan-European, Jersey is probably not the best place to go. You've got alternatives in Europe that, that have used its regime in place. So, you know, the two uh, regimes will sit side by side mm-hmm. depending on the, the, the client and what the requirements are going to be. Okay. Um, and I think that's um, that probably answers part of that question as well, um, which is um, that Jersey is obviously not, not the only place that, that people come to to, uh, to um, try and market funds, to establish funds and, uh, and try and market them across uh, the EU and beyond. Um, since uh, Brexit happened, obviously we've, we have seen uh, certainly a rise in interest in, uh, in 
onshore continental um, domiciles, um, and Luxembourg in particular be, being one of them. Um, to what extent are you seeing non-EU managers um, setting up on the continent to, to try and get access to, to investor capital? Or, and do you think it can cohabitate with the Jersey proposition as well? Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm best qualified to speak about what's going on in Jersey. Um, if you look at what has happened to our industry in the last uh, 12 months, we have seen the number of managers that choose to structure their uh, EU-focused funds using the cost-effective private placement regime, rise by 13%. So the figures are strong and they certainly sustain our view as the the trajectory, which we've been seeing for quite some time. Um, As you mentioned, for non-EU managers, Jersey is also proving popular because um, we provide a platform to be able to access EU countries through NPPR and also rest of the world outside the full scope of AIFMD, which, as you know, includes full disclosure of remuneration details. So we've, uh, as a jurisdiction, have tried to set ourselves apart for many years as a reputable, centrally located jurisdiction for investors from key global markets. And we believe that we can act as a gateway. And indeed, that was one of the reasons that we launched our US office in New York last year, um, specifically um, to complement our presence in other non-EU centres, such as Hong mm. Kong and Dubai. Yeah. And after that, as you said, it really depends what these non-EU managers, um, what level of access they want to investors within within Europe. Absolutely. Um, and the number of, of countries that they target, of course. Yes, yes. I mean, what we offer is a very cost-effective, um, well-regulated platform without a lot of the, the overheads from other jurisdictions. Okay. Um, and I think b- before we let you go, Joe... Um, Obviously, uh, business has been good uh, for, for Jersey, as you mentioned, a few, a few figures and, uh, and there's certainly a lot of interest in what your proposition is. Um, I'd be quite interested in getting your take on how the uh, European P landscape in general is likely to evolve over the coming year. Um, do you think market access will remain a key concern for, for managers? Any things that are now going to be perhaps more front of mind for them? I think probably... Um just a couple of general comments. I think we're going to see increased competitive, competitiveness in the market. We're going to see more managers chasing fewer deals. Uh, we are already seeing increased costs based on changing regulatory burden. Um, probably not so much in our jurisdiction because our regulation has been to a pretty high standard already. Um, but, but that ultimately results in a squeeze on margin. So I think that it's going to be a tough year. But in saying all of that, um, Prequin's um, review at the end of last year indicated that we will see growth uh, in, in terms of medium and long term. Uh, one of the, the, the points that we picked out of that was that 46% of investors are planning to increase their allocation mm. to private equity. So um, that, that's a positive. It's a positive for us given the size of our private, private equity footprint. So we we know it's a competitive market. We're aware um, of uh, all of the, the the pressures that are on both managers and, and the market generally. And we believe that our platform is durable. It works, well regulated, and most importantly, in the current environment, it's stable. And because obviously there's. Um the, the deal aspect as well beyond fund uh, fund placement um, 
obviously Jersey is, is involved in a lot of cross-border cross uh, activity. Um, and I, I guess that's the benefit of, you know, seeing an uptick in, in deal activity for, for you as well. So you you quite happy with what you're seeing as well? Yes. I mean, one of the, like, we've got many advantages as a jurisdiction. One of the big advantages for us is that we are an international centre. Um, our local financial services market um, is relatively small. Um, and as a consequence, we have had to develop international expertise to, to be able to deal across multiple jurisdictions. Um, we often talk about the Jersey financial services ecosystem. That means that we have um, expertise right across the piece. So we have expertise from a legal perspective, accountancy perspective. The banking uh, sector supports all of the the fund activity that goes on. And we have very good fund administration businesses. And sitting alongside of all of that is our expertise in trust and corporate services uh, provision. So we've got a a really good cross-section. And we would argue probably um, the best in class in terms of expertise for jurisdictions of our size. Put that uh, alongside the stability of the jurisdiction, the quality of the legal system, the independence of the judiciary, and you've got a very strong proposition. And, and we are constantly looking to ensure that we refresh the proposition, that we remain, re- remain relevant for our customers, um, be that fund managers or, or individual high net worth individuals. And um, in our view, we, we did some research, you might be interested in, looking at um, why managers make decisions about jurisdictions and what they look for and the sort of things that come out from our point of view are very positive investors generally want a respectable stable jurisdiction uh, with no legal regulatory or economic surprises and i believe that jersey offers that and there's also a concern about increased increased costs and regulation which i touched on already Um, And in some jurisdictions, uncertainty. So, for example, we're in a pretty strong place as far as base erosion and profit shifting stands because the EU finance ministers last year confirmed Jersey as a cooperative jurisdiction and confirmed the, the, the BEPS proposals that we've put in place. Again, that's giving investors and fund managers certainty in terms of doing business with this. And some of our competitor jurisdictions are seeing significant cost increases because of changes they're making to their their regulatory regime to meet the new standards which as i say because of the way we've operated for such a long time we're in a pretty good pretty good shape as far as that's concerned yeah and as you said you know, despite the fact that the the, the outlook for private equity uh, across europe is, is quite strong we've we've um, we've delved into our own figures recently as well and spoke to quite a lot of people in the market and i think there's that expectation that at least for next year it should remain fairly robust um you're right any any um, lack of uncertainty is always welcome. So yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. The, the, the less they have to worry about extraneous cost or challenges, usually usually the better. Uh, right. And, and just before just before we let you go, I know you've got a busy schedule today. Um, any anything else that you're working on, perhaps at the regulatory level in uh, in Jersey? Any big initiatives that that should be coming in the next year? Well, we're constantly looking at um, the legislation and the regulation that applies to our industry. Um, we're in conversation with our clients on a continuous basis. So within Jersey Finance, we have a legal and technical team who represent the industry in discussions with government and regulator. Um, and, and we have a number of areas that we're working on at the moment, which we probably would best not go into in a yeah. huge amount of detail. But um, we constantly have to be innovative.
this is a fast-changing environment. Our job is to make sure we've got a platform that makes the jurisdiction attractive for managers and individuals that wish to use our jurisdiction. And your work is never done. Yes, <laughs> it's never done. You said it. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, uh, we will let you go. Thank you very much for, for stopping pleasure. by today, Joe. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure Josephine will be busy sharing a lot of research and, and resources for managers as well uh, to navigate the transition periods and, uh, and just to navigate uh, domicile issues in general. Uh, so we'll drop a link in the uh, podcast notes for our listeners to, to find out more, of course. Um, and thank you all for listening as ever. We'll be back before long with another episode in our regular format. Uh, so do keep an eye out on your favorite podcast platform and on Uncode.com, of course. Uh, we'll see you next time on the Uncode Private Equity Podcast. Mm-hmm.